as I always do, I wrote out to people and I got a couple of letters back with some great breaking stories. Before we start the stories. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another episode. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Landon. And I'm Sensei Jay. Well, Sensei Jay, you've been here so many times, you started introducing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of fun, right? Sensei. Yes. Okay. On today's show, the subject is Makiwara and Tamashawara, which came up the other week when we were talking about Kimmy. Sensei. Mm -hmm. It made me think that it would be kind of fun to spend 20 minutes discussing it. So here we are. All right, Sensei, can I start this one? All right, go for it. Did you guys notice that there were Maki Wars for sale on Amazon? No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you surprised? Yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit surprised, but I shouldn't be, right? Not these days. I wonder if it's okay if we come down from that cool, weird fact yes. and jump right into some definitions. Since you noticed them on Amazon, Landon, you start out with the first definition. Oh, Sensei. Wayofmartialarts.com says that a Makiwara is a special striking board. Wow. Say that five times fast. (laughs) Used in karate to train punches, kicks, and other strikes. The surface of the board is hard, and it is meant to toughen the body parts used for striking. Perfect. Moving on to our best friends, the Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary. Well, they say, and I quote, it is a straw padded striking post. And everyone agrees that a makiwara has been in use for centuries. Wikipedia says it finds its roots in Okinawan karate training. Oh, really? Okay. Before we get into the inevitable daily controversy of makiwara training, yes, Uh, let's define tamashiwara. You want to take this one for me, Sensei Jay? Sure, Sensei. Overlook defines it as to test and to break. And they continue that it is the practice of breaking a variety of materials. So basically, Makawara is hitting hard things that don't break to build power and toughen the body parts used for striking. And Tamashawari is using those tough parts to break stuff. Cool. Let's each name at least one body part that we've used for breaking. Start me out, Landon. Sensei. I have used a lot of heel stomps. That's a good one. It's a fun way to break a board. What do you got? My palm heel strike. Nice one. Empty. Yeah, I love an empty, a downward empty, a backward empty, an empty across the front. Just in case, empty is elbow. Yes. All the kicks. Front kick, side kick. Those are all good breaks, right? And I used to have a friend who did head breaks. Oh, Broke with his forehead. Seen a number of those since All the time. Oof. Now, let's move on to the materials that can get broken. Yes. I'll start with the simple one, wood. And I'm going to add ice. Ice? I love a good ice break. I've done a good ice break. How about a roof tile? Yes. Roofing tiles are fun. I've jumped on one before. (laughs) (laughs) And then there are various sizes of uh, concrete blocks or pavers. Pavers, definitely. Pavers are, are real popular, especially for fire breaks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's get back on track with Maki Ward. Do you remember that's where we were? Oh, us. And, of course, today's controversy. Well, if it's a controversy, it's paired with Landon. Controversy <laughs> equals Landon. But I've got this one. 
Some people say using a makiwara is counterproductive, and they say that it often causes more injuries than it helps, which sometimes I can attest to one time. Definitely hurt the knuckle when I did it. But wayofmartialarts.com says you won't get injured if you use it correctly, which I definitely agree with. And they say it's not about using the board till you hurt yourself. It's about discipline, method, and repetition, repetition, repetition. You know, I understand their reservation, Sensei, but I do like the Makiwara that we have in the warehouse. Me too. I love our little Makiwara. Yes. And Master Collegian had a traditional one made on a four by four post in his backyard. Hmm. He once told me that after his showdown promotion, he came home and he hit that Makiwara for hours. He said it seemed like all night long. Wow. That is cool, right? It's very cool. So cool. And it sounds like him too. Very sensei. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the types of makiwara. Start me out again, please. Sensei Jay. Sure. There are lots of types of makiwara. For example, you could have a board covered in rope, or like the one we have in the warehouse, a board covered in canvas. And they also make a traditional one on a four by four post stuck into the ground. I also want to add here that we use tree trunks as makiwara and sand when we go to the beach. And I believe that it wasn't long ago that Sensei Andrew wrote us a letter about using tree trunks. Yes. Sensei had a small tree trunk in a tire held by concrete in his warehouse that he would have a slap and work on. Mm, very cool. Yes. Anyone who wants to see a makiwara just has to Google it. There's pictures everywhere. Or just look on Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Walmart sells it now, too. <laughs> Aisle 21. Go get it. Well, let's finish this part up with a couple of last words. Some people say that the heavy bag is better for power work because it's safer and it's better for combinations. And maybe it's more fun. I would attest to that. Don't you guys love the heavy bag? Oh, oh for sure. I love the heavy bag. I'm going to go to the other side of the controversy one more time. I found one guy... His name's Lawrence Kane, and he quoted a master that was born in 1938. The master's name was Morio Higaona. He thought, Mr. Higaona, that Makiwara was essential for building Kimi, which is focus. Yes. Yes. We did a whole episode on it, so look it up. And he, Higaona, did Makiwara training every day. Yes, I read that. And I also read that people say his hands look like blocks. Wow. Now we're going to move on to breaking. Tama Shawara. Can I start here, Sensei, by mentioning that in our style, breaking is not required. I always think back about how Master Collegian used to start all beginning breaking classes with the words, you're never going to be attacked by a tree. I love that line. I love, love that it. line. I love, <laughs> I love that line so much that we still use it to this day. Yes, uh, we do. Every time we run a breaking class, we talk about how it's just something to build your believing in the impossible. It's very good for shows. It's oh, something nice. for fun. Yes. But it, it doesn't have anything to do with saving your own life. No, definitely not. Sensei Jay, I think you wanted to mention one thing about breaking before we push on. Yes, I would not recommend a lot of breaking to a young person or even an older person, but especially someone is very young because the structure of their hands and their bones is not even developed and serious injuries can result, which could affect them throughout their life. And in our dojo, we don't allow people under purple belt and people under about the age of 14 or 15 to break with their knuckle punch. 
You have to be a teenager. You have to show a desire to do a knuckle punch and you have to have broken many times. So you understand the dynamics of the quest. So we agree with that 100%. And on that note, right here, right now, we want to say, please do not go out and try to break something Mm. after listening to this podcast. Find a dojo, do the work, learn about it, and then try something like that. Please do not try this at home. Right, guys? Uh, Oh, I can say. Back on track with Thomas Shawara. There are three different ways you can break. And I think you're going to start us out here, Sensei Jay. Sure, Sensei. There is a speed break, which is also known as a skeet shot. It's where the object is not held, so it is not stable. Us, and you did that one at the Black Belt show just before COVID, or as I like to call it, Sensei Rona, (laughs) (laughs) for Corona. It was cool. And a few weeks ago for the Kimmy episode, I actually used a picture of that break for the Twitter graphic. So look back. Check out our Twitter This comes out about a month ago. And it's a really cool image. Moving on. You also did this next type of break, the power break. Yes. The site said that form gives way when people are breaking massive amounts of wood or concrete. I can totally see that. And to touch on massive amounts of thing, we should mention real quick shims. What is shimming a board? It's when you put... Spacers. Spacers, thank you. In between the object's that allows a little teeny bit of air and that allows the first object to lay down into the second object. So the object itself is helping the second object break. If you don't put in spacers, shims, then you're going through all those with just your own power. It is massively different. Yes, I have is. never broken a power break without shims. I think you have, Sensei Jay. Oh, us. And there is a lot of difference. It takes Not a to toll. take away from what's being shimmed. No, and without shams, it's it's a, it's a different power is power, different power. But it it takes its toll on your body. It Oof. does. All right, Sensei Jackie, what's that third type of break? Take us home here. Us on the site, they called it a soft break. Master Collegian used to call it a chi break. He'd lay his hand right up against the board and go through it. It was amazing to witness. Going back to the site, they said there's no speed with this break, and it's often done with a palm heel strike. I've seen Sensei do it with a palm heel strike, and I've seen him do it with his fist. Oof, and we can't leave this part behind without mentioning Master Collegian's famous egg break. Uh, sensei. So basically what happens here is you put an egg in the palm of your hand, you close your fist around the hand, and you punch a board. The board breaks. Then you open your hand, and the egg didn't break, and then you take the egg and you crack it onto the side of a bowl to show the audience that the egg was not hard-boiled. That's the way that break goes. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen him do that break over the years. A dozen? Probably. But I think the point was the combination of soft and hard. Soft on the inside of the palm and hard on the outside of the palm. I agree with that. And I believe you mentioned to me, Sensei Jay, that you saw Richard Bear do that. Several times, yes. He's a great Sensei. In case you're listening, Sensei Bear, please come on the show. Yes. Okay. As I always do, I wrote out to people and... I got a couple of letters back with some great breaking stories. Before we start the stories, did you guys see, and this is weird, that Wikipedia offered a scientific equation for breaking? I don't understand how there could be an equation. (laughs) We're not physicists. No. So I'm going to need a scientist to write in and add some clarity, but I'll read out what they said. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. 
The formula is kinetic energy equals half of mass times velocity squared. They say that the delivery of the strike overcomes the tensor and flexion forces of the board. And I say we hit the H-E double hockey sticks out of it. (laughs) That's what I say. I say with all of this physics, when you break, it's the Big Bang Theory. Oh, that was good. Okay. I can't remember if any of you guys want to say a break before we begin the stories. So many years ago, we did this holiday demonstration and I saw a break with nunchucks. And I was like, well, that's cool. And I was thinking about it today. And when I brought it up, Sensei goes, oh, you know that you have to do that for the advanced truck seminar (laughs) that you're in right now. I was like, huh. So now I know that in the next few months, I will be doing that. So I will have to share with you how it goes. Yeah, you'll tweet about it. Us. That would be so cool. Us. Maybe we'll film and drop it on YouTube. Ooh. We could do that. That would be cool. That would be fun. I know I've said this three times, but there is one more thing before stories. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Honor Athletics, of course. course. We love them. Us. I bet they sell Makiwara. Oh, I bet they do. And we can get in touch with them at honorathletics.com or... 770-945-5150. And you guys can get a 10% discount. It's very simple. All you have to say is Wildcat Dojo. Okay, guys, go to Honor Athletics and tell them you were listening to our podcast, please. So we're on to the emails. You ready? Us, Sensei. I got this great email from Sensei Rob Carbone. So my lips are starting to get tired, Sensei. Jackie, will you read this one for me? Oh, I'd be honored. Sensei Rob writes, I was a young black belt and I was at a barbecue with my brother and a good friend. My friend asked me to break a watermelon. He even mentioned that I should use the Nikite, the spear hand. I told him no problem and instructed him on how to hold it. I positioned myself and focused and with one quick thrust, I speared through it and out the other side. All he said was nice break, but he never asked me to break anything again. Most people don't understand the power of chi and how we karateka summon the power at will. I'll finish with remembering when Master Urban visited and talked about the ripple of a water of a beach to a tidal wave. That is true mastery of a skill and how that makes someone dangerous in the martial arts. Wow. Very impressive, Sensei Carbone. And you know what I thought of? We were nuts when we were showdowns, right? (laughs) Thank you, Sensei Rob, for being one of the people who wrote back. Our second letter is also from a Robert, Master Robert LaSorsa. Oh, wow. Fun coincidence that they were both Roberts, right? And good writers. You're so right. He sent a great letter, and I'm going to start with this. He writes, Us, I never was a big fan of serious training in this subject in our syllabus of studies. I know it has its place in testing and exploring the individual's will. I personally felt it was not for me and viewed serious practitioners of it as short-sighted as to the lasting effects on their bodies. I exposed my students to it with limits and without encouragement. Time has proven me right for me. Mm -hmm. I agree, Sensei LaSorsa. Me too. Me too. And he goes on to say, two breaks I did watch and that stick with me are the one performed by Master Collegian and the one attempted by Sensei Jean, a retired DEA agent. So, we're going to start with a cautionary tale about Sensei Jean. See how I gave him a little teaser there? Oh. And because it's really long, Landon, do you mind splitting it up with me? 
us. He writes, us. This man was a talented individual. He was a high-ranking official in the DEA, a college graduate, a little all-American in college football as a tackle, a good family man, and at the time a serious student of Master Collegiate. He was 5'11", 235 pounds, a V-shaped man. In other words, a force to be reckoned with. Master Collegian had organized a night of martial magic. Every black belt's obligation was to prepare something to perform. So, Sensei Jean showed up with cinder blocks and a thin rubber pad. A pad one usually has in one's kitchen drawer to make opening jars easier. As the master of ceremonies, my first master's rank, he writes. Good one, Sensei. <laughs> Good one. I was charged with the organization of the performances, creating a sequence that balanced the exciting, comical, dangerous, and spectacular skits, plus scheduling the time necessary between the short and fast demonstrations so the more complex displays could be set up or broken down. I watched Sensei Jean setting up the cinder blocks. For informational sake, a cinder block is made out of an aggregate of cement and crushed stone used in structural wall construction. It holds up buildings. There is a T in the center to increase its load-bearing capacity. It is a serious building component. I did not see any wood, so I said to him, what are you breaking? He replied, these, pointing to two cinder blocks. I asked how. With a straight down reverse punch, he said, indicating the spot directly on the T, with the bitty rubber jar opener acting as both the bullseye and the protection for his knuckles. Now, as a general contractor, I recognize these were not your standard blocks used in housing. I recognize them to be an upgraded block used for commercial construction. Impossible, I thought. I'd better get Master Collegian to avoid a disaster. Master Collegian listened to my concern, walked up to the sensei breaking, and asked him if he could do this thing. The man said, yes, I did it in my garage. Master Collegian turned to me and said, Bushy no itchy gone. The word of the warrior is sufficient for any assertion. Now on that note, I'm going to keep us going. So Master Lasorsa continues. On the side, I argued to Master Collegian passionately. There was more to this tale. Master Collegian in his warm way, while already being tuned up by the excitement of the night, said, shut the F up. <laughs> and then he said, if you want to tell me you're stupid, I'll tell you you're stupid. So he knew. Wow. I'm going to say as a, as a slight comment, we'll come back to if you want to tell me you're stupid, I'll tell you you're stupid. But that was his way of teaching. Yes. Back to the letter. You ready? Yes. Right. Sensei Lasorsa writes, so I scheduled the break for after the intermission. The moment arrived. His wife looked on proudly. The crowd grew silent. Sensei Jean showed courtesy to all and approached his task. Splat went the right hand. Nothing broke. Splat. He hit it again. With panicked eyes, he switched to his left hand. Splat. No results. And then splat. Again. Ugh. Master Collegian sprang into action and shut the break down. But the damage was done. Sensei Jean was in shock. His arms hung at his sides. He had broken metacarpal bones and small wrist bones in both hands. His wife cried. The crowd was shocked into silence. I asked Sensei Jean how, if he broke them in his garage, this could happen. And he said, I used a hammer and they broke so easily, I knew I could punch through them. Wow. He never learned his physics lessons. <laughs> he does not. He was taken to the hospital. In an epilogue, 
Sensei Lasorsa writes, Sensei Jean did get a tongue-in-cheek award from the DEA after this. It was a statuette with a fist breaking down a wooden door. Sensei Jean had achieved renown for his ability smashing down doors back in the day using his powerful punches in drug raids. He also got to wear casts for quite a while. And one more thing, Sensei Jean left Master Collegian on a disrespectful note and with a lesson he probably never learned. And Sensei Lasorsa wrote in his letter, what lesson might that be? Don't send a hand to a hammer's job. (laughs) That was funny. That was a good one. I'd love to leave it on that note. Sensei Andrew wrote back to that email and said that he thought maybe Sensei Jean hadn't learned to respect the laws of reality, which is a good takeaway from it. And I thought it might be to plan your work and work your plan, Mm. which is also a possibility. But anyway, I'm going to take it home with a fun story about Master Collegian. This one is also thanks to Sensei Lasorsa. So, Sensei Jane, will you read this one for us? Sure. Master Lasorsa writes, It was the 80s when Master Collegian broke the Guinness Book of World Records with a roofing tile break of 27 tiles by doing 29 tiles not shimmed. This happened at the old Cooper City City Hall building during a simple dojo demonstration. He did it for himself. We all just happened to be there. He had the tile already set up in a corner of the great room. I announced what he was attempting. He paced with his fist on his hips, all the while giving the stack of tiles the eye of the tiger. So just let's break right there and say, we've all seen that. Yes, we have. You've seen that one, right, Landon? It was more fun to watch than the actual break. (laughs) Okay, back to it. Unemotional, intense, and all-seeing, he stopped. Centered on the tile stack, his head bent, his body a quiver, it was time. He was so revved up that his first downward reverse punch succeeded in breaking all the tiles straight to the bottom. He could not see a success, assumed he needed to continue to defeat the tiles. And as I'm screaming to him it was over, he delivered two more trip hammer strikes that drove a triangle shard of the broken tile between his knuckles, severely damaging his hand. Mm. He was in the undefeatable warrior mode. His focus was so great, it was impenetrable. The damage was done. He dislodged a shard, Blood ran freely out of the wound. He wrapped the hand in a rag and, to my knowledge, never sought professional medical attention, as I only ever saw him wearing what looked like a Revolutionary War rag dressing. (laughs) His recuperative abilities were amazing. I know he attributed it to goju blood. I tracked that injury for a year. He did not, in the least, lose any function in his ability to make a fist. By the way... He was left-handed and performed this break right-handed. Wow, what a great ending, right? I want to thank Sensei Lasorsa so much for sending in both of those stories because they really made this episode special. They really did. And it's a good segue for us to ask our listeners, if you have a breaking story, send it in. Us. Hey, what if we made a whole episode out of people's breaking stories? Oh, I'd love it. It would be even cooler if you could record yourself telling your story and send us the recording. So how should they let us know, Landon? You can contact us all over the web at Wildcat Dojo. And if you add .com to that, it's our webpage. On Instagram, we are Wildcat Dojo Conversations. And email us at dojoconversations at aol.com. We always like to get our listener mail. 
Yes. Okay, rock and rollers, it's time to say goodnight. Since you are now introducing yourself, Sensei Jay. <laughs> I'm soon to forget this mistake. <laughs> Start our goodbyes. A pleasure to be here. Y'all stay safe and take care. Bye, everyone. Goodbye till next time. And with that, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.